0: Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now,
1: here's your host, Jeff Croft. And good morning, everybody. Great to be with you today, folks. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC Talk. we begin a new broadcast week today. We have a great interview scheduled with Julie Hoy, Salem City Councilor business owner of geppetto's restaurant over on lancaster running for mayor going to talk with her about not only how her um, race is going but more importantly how you can help because folks this race is for may the election for salem mayor is in may And she needs to win at a level high enough that it doesn't go into a runoff. And that's where you come in and that's how you can help. We're gonna talk a little bit about that. We'll have that conversation with her. Over the weekend, it became sadly known that Oregon is dead last on student math and reading progress in a study of 30 states. We're the worst. We were the only state out of 30, and this is for elementary and middle school students, okay? This is a Havid and Stanford University study. The only state out of 30 that they studied where elementary and middle school students lost ground in math and reading from 22 to 23. Wow. Hmm. Yet we are spending all kinds of money on transgender things. And the legislature is about to pass. Senate Bill 1538. Excuse me, 1583, 1583. What does that bill do? Well, that bill takes curriculum out of the hands of the school boards and out of the hands of librarians and puts it in the hands of the State Department of Education. You know, the people that run Oregon's education, all of the senior bureaucrats, anyway, appointees of Kate Brown and Tina Kotek. Those people who are often ridiculed by other states in the National Department of Education for how ineffective and how ridiculous the ideas are that come out of the Oregon Department of Education. Now, we're going to take those people who said that math is racist. Yes, they did. Remember that? Those people are now going to be the people. If this bill passes, they're going to be the ones that are going to tell all schools and libraries what they can have in their libraries, what books, what curriculum they can teach. No longer will you be able to go to your school board and demand that pornographic materials which are being taught in some Oregon schools right now demand that they be removed and discontinued. Stuff you couldn't read, stories you couldn't read, things you can't even pass out handout to Oregon legislators in a hearing why because it's obscene under the laws of Oregon it's indecent but yet we are allowing it in schools there you go and so we're we're focusing on that rather than and the legislature says by the way they're going to spend uh, another $100 million. Just throw. Well, this actually happened in 23. Through another $100 million to direct reading development, students can receive tutoring and summer school through these funds. Now, I'm going to tell you, this is probably the best thing of all the billions and billions of dollars that Oregon spends on education. This is the best money they could probably spend because it's on tutors, folks, and it's summer school. It's giving People, kids, an opportunity to get caught up. And typically, these are programs, and I've seen them work, and they do work. It's individualized training. You're not going to have the distractions of an unruly classroom that nobody can seem to tame. Anyway, so the 23 legislature gave $100 million extra. For specifically at reading development, now they're asking for another 50 million. Now, if they can't make it work now, why should the legislature give them any more? Seriously, if we continue to fall behind, because obviously what they're doing is not working. You know, my lightning quick mind as a fifth-generation Oregon farmer, I can even figure this out, folks. You know why? I'll tell you. If you're a farmer and you don't do what successful farmers do, you're not going to grow a good crop. And what's going to happen is you're going to lose. You're going to lose big. You're going to lose money. And you won't be farming for very long. But that's not how we treat public education, is it? No, our answer is, well, we just haven't spent enough money at the program. We need to spend more money at programs to fix what's broken in public education. Is that the answer? Let me ask you that. The new Oregon, well, not the new, well, I guess, Yeah, Dr. Sejal Hathi found herself answering tough questions weeks into her role as the new director of the Oregon Health Authority. This is a story that is on OregonWatchdog.com and it's a uh, Philomath News Oregon Capital Chronicle action. Well, why did she face tough questioning? Well, because the agency that she's been asked to govern, withheld a report and made, well, the headline says wrong statements. Folks, they lied. At least publicly, as the article notes, the new director faced pointed questions about false information and withheld report from members of the state's task force, which met in a small conference room on the second floor. The 20 member task force for public health experts, wine and beer and cider industry officials and lawmakers is charged with examining alcohol addiction in Oregon, its cost to the state and how much the state pays for addiction prevention and treatment programs. Alcohol kills more than 2000 Oregonians with nearly a $5 billion cost annually. Now let's stop here for a second. Hey, I wonder what the cost is of measure 110, of fentanyl deaths alone, since we seem to lead the nation in that too. What's the cost in dollars to homelessness? Alcohol kills 2,000 Oregonians a year and costs 5 billion annually. How much more do you think it is? In overall cost for measure 110 for illicit drug use, homelessness, crime. Anyway, this story centers in the fact that in late 2021, there was a study done, funded by the taxpayers, It found that an increase in beer and wine tax would do little to reduce excessive drinking. And at the time, of course, the agency was working on a proposal to raise beer and wine taxes. This new director said, as a new agency director, as a public servant, as a doctor, I'm committed to transparency and restoring and strengthening and sustaining the trust of the public in OHA. And I know that if the public does not trust us, we cannot fulfill our health mission. No, no, The public can't trust you, sadly, because you're being told what to do from the governor's office and you do what your boss tells you to do. I mean, that's what anybody does. Even if it includes breaking the law and lying to the legislature. Now, that's what happened, folks. You know why? There are two Oregon laws that say if you are a government official or a lobbyist, anytime you're testifying in front of The legislature, your testimony has to be truthful. Otherwise, there are penalties of law. It's pretty obvious that her predecessor lied. Now, she was asked about that and she pushed back. Well, I also want to take contention, she said, with the statement that the report was deliberately withheld for political reasons. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, (laughs) Folks, you know how we fix this? I'll tell you how we fix it. It's called elections, it's called winning elections at all levels. And that's why we're going to talk with Julie Hoy at the bottom of the hour here, because we start right here in this city, Salem. There's also a great story in OPB about several county leaders grilled the Oregon forestry officials after sawmill closures. We just had three sawmills close in the last two months. One in Philomath, one in Banks, and one in Springfield. We lost 183 high-paying jobs. The state forester says, well, it's not because of this new HCP plan. Yes, it is, at least in part. It's linked to high log prices. Really? Let's see. Oh, high log prices... How did that happen, Cal? Cal Makumoto is his name, the state forester. How how do you get high log prices in a free market? Well, you have a restricted supply. Why do we have a restricted supply? Because we're already making it nearly impossible to log any land that belongs to the federal government or the state of Oregon. And now they want to lock it up, basically almost all of it for the next 75 years with this new habitat conservation plan. Now I'm going to tell you, yesterday at church, one of the Lane County commissioners, who's a friend of mine who goes to church with me. I helped get elected. He also testified at this hearing and he said he lambasted them because folks, This habitat conservation plan is already going to make it worse. And you think log prices are high today? Wait till they get even higher. It's 620. Back in a moment. There's even more to talk about. We'll get to all of it. Plus Julie Hoy at the bottom of the hour.
0: Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: 22 minutes past the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM. Dot news, I've got a positive story to tell you. And I'm going to tell it to you tonight at the Political Coffee Clatch. In fact, I'm going to have Mark Cosby tell the story. You know what? You really can go into the Capitol and move a Democrat for a lot of different reasons, but move a Democrat to do the right thing, to actually listen for a change. Did you know that? Mark Cosby's got a great story about that. He's going to tell it tonight at the Political Coffee Clash. So join us tonight at 6 p.m. at Sparky's Brew House. Family friendly. It means you can bring your kids. It's right on Mission Street on 23rd. It's, it's across from that. but I mean, it's right behind Carl's Jr.'s and, and Popeye's. But it's across from that brand new City of Salem building you know that they they spent up you know millions and millions of dollars building which rich reminds us of regularly and i guess is well i mean if you, if you if you drive by there and look at it there's hardly any cars there yeah we got this big new building we're paying debt service on it is it really being used hmm anyway tonight political coffee clatch. john lay retired delta airlines captain It's an unbelievable, sobering, realistic PowerPoint presentation about the ODOT tolling scam, folks, where we're headed with it, including the latest information. You're not going to believe it. You need to see it. It's something we also have some legislators there. I'm inviting them to come see it. So they not only give us an update on what's happening at the legislature, but they can see it for themselves and realize how badly this thing is going sideways, folks. And it is. It really is. You know, the height of idiocy... <laughs> you, you hear me say this. I was having dinner last night with, with my buddy Pete. And uh, it was... Yeah. We got to talking about People making racism claims on all kinds of things, racist, racist, racist. And I said to him, "If everything is racist, pretty soon nothing is racist because people tune it out, right? Like the boy crying wolf." Well, get this: historian Gateway pundit, a Black Lives Matter co- uh, Los Angeles co-founder, claims being a Taylor Swift fan is racist, and the Chiefs' Super Bowl win was right-wing white supremacist conspiracy. You can't believe it. These people are nuts. But you're not nuts if you take advantage of the incredible deals like I am. Hopefully I get approval to move into my new home this week. By buying things at my pillow and getting... Deep discounts on all their great products. Use the promo code, which is specific to this radio show only. And it's PC23. Those are the initials of political coffee. PC23. Many of you have. And just about on a daily basis, Mike Lindell opens up new opportunities for you to save huge money. But more importantly, buy great products all made in America that really do make your life better not only sleeping better but living better walking better Yeah, yesterday I was out walking around on the gravel on my my pillow slippers love them, very comfortable so check it out MyPillow.com use the promo code PC23 and not only get great products for you that make your life better but stand up and support the fight for election integrity by the way there's another story here in the Gateway Pundit. Robert Herr, that's that special prosecutor. You know, he was looking into Joe Biden's you know, classified documents scandal. Here's the headline. Robert Herr couldn't determine who had access to Biden's stolen classified documents because security, get this, if you don't think the fix is in, listen to this, because security at Penn Biden Center deleted all visitor logs from 2017 to 2021. Oopsies. You don't think the fix is in? Folks, the fix is in. By the way, um, sadly, the U.S. Air Force white guy set himself on fire outside of the Israeli embassy in Washington, DC, chanting free Palestine. Cops put it out, the damage to his body, and there's a picture of him. He died, white guy. Hmm. Ronna McDonnell, RNC chairwoman, has announced her resignation It's about time, don't you think? Now, there's a fight going on in Oregon over things within the Republican Party. And I just don't want to get into it, folks. I I really don't. I'm going to let that fight happen on its own. You know, I, I don't want this show. I want this show to be a place of awareness and of hope. And I really mean that. That's why this story Mark Cosby is going to tell tonight is so powerful. And you know, ought to give you, you can make a difference. So can Julie Hoy, whom we're going to talk to next. If you help her get elected Salem mayor. We'll talk to her in just a few minutes. Don't go away.
0: Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp.
1: It's 24 minutes before the top of the hour. Great to have you back with us in a moment. We're going to chat with Salem City Councilor Julie Hoyes running for mayor. I want to set that up by an email from Austin. Uh, that I just got it says, hey Jeff, you should check out the sidewalk in front of the uh, the new public service building. He says, I, I love the state, I, I think he meant the city, paying high prices to build and getting low quality work. I hope you're doing great. He said, you should check out the sidewalk because the sidewalk in front of the new public works building, which is right across from where we're gonna have our political coffee clash tonight at Sparky's, that sidewalk is already crumbling. What? Yeah, apparently so. There's a story in th- that I'll get to. It's in the Liberty Daily. It's a, an American thinker piece by J.B. Shirk. Here's the headline. As trust in government falls, faith in God rises. In one of the paragraphs, and this is going to segue me into talking with Julie Hoy. One of the paragraphs reads this way nobody believes anybody right now. That makes sense. Distrust of institutions and authority figures have skyrocketed. I'm going to stop there and bring in Julie Hoy. Julie, I think this perfectly describes, uh, I think, your rise to prominence uh, as a Salem city council member, because you led the charge to fight the Salem city income tax. It was roundly 83% of Salem voters said no to this thing. (laughs) And it has caused massive, partially because of your revelations that you brought forward about the city budget and how things were being mischaracterized, hidden, whatever else. (laughs) The amount of distrust of Salem city government, state government is huge. Let me ask you this question. How are you going to restore trust of the city of Salem?
2: Wow. Oh, Jeff, I think it really starts very small. It starts with showing up and following through. Um, In a bigger sense, uh, I think that the, the, the city's been doing without a leader in a really difficult time. And I've... I felt that bigger than ever over this weekend. The tax was a huge, huge failure for more than one reason. It's not all the same reason that you, you tried to put a tax upon me and you did not ask for my vote. That's just one of the reasons. Um, it, was, it was not uh, made up yet. That's one of the things I learned about government, and I don't know who made it a thing, but you can create something like that payroll tax and not have it defined before you impose it. Yes, it's called rule making, right? Well, yeah. that was a revelation to me, and a really a bad one. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me! You can throw this out without a cap on it. You can throw this out, um, and and without telling me really like very well who's going to be taxed and when. Um, it was ill defined. Uh, it was. Uh, do we really face a budget deficit? You know, is another question that people had in their minds. I personally feel like the city's got a lot of money. And if they have a lot of money and we're dealing with the crisis that we're dealing in, what are the priorities? You know, where where are we spending our money first? Um, that's that's a major concern of mine. Um, to build that trust, I think first you need to have somebody who, who you can just sense has a genuine concern for the reality of our daily lives here. I'm not talking about things outside of what's happening on the sidewalk and in our homes. Right. right. You know, we have serious issues happening that start at the core of every household or every family. Yes. And we're not looking at that. We're, we're, we're not looking at that hard enough. And as a city, we are not partnering well with the County to make greater strides, to work together, to get to the state, to make changes that need to be made.
1: Why is that? I mean, it would seem to me that, I mean, cooperation, and and you know this from you being, first of all, married for a long time to Roger, your business, you got, you have to work with people. You have to cooperate together. You have to find ways to collaborate and and collaborate to communicate effectively so you can be effective. Why is it that the city of Salem isn't doing that well with the county let alone the state?
2: Yeah, I I it's a mystery to me. It feels like it feels a little like middle school. You know, <laughs> where <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you,
1: I'm laughing because Julie, I say this all the time. I said politics is like being in middle school <laughs> just on oh, steroids. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> it's true life. and
2: this and this should not be politics this is about governance jeff if we're if people yeah. don't feel safe we are not doing our job and i happen to be a constituent who does not feel safe and that's the voice that i bring to council and it's not favored by most and that i i just i won't stop this is the reality of the majority of the population: is that we're unsettled because things don't seem to have a framework that's healthy. Um, I've I've heard lately about the um, city government being uh, considered as a kind of like a basketball team, and when you come onto council, you don't know anybody. And in my case, in particular, I was uh, my opponent was endorsed by five of the current sitting councilors, so. And she lost. So when I come into that basketball court, I don't know people's skill set. They don't know mine. They didn't want me there in the first place. And I just have to take a real common sense look. I didn't have to. I just did at what is going on, you know, and the dysfunction of the environment. I want, and I truly, people say it all the time, but I truly want things to be different. And I believe that I'm in this position to be able to bring that forth. And I feel that I already have great relationship with the county. We can hit the ground running. Yeah, right. You know, it's not, I don't need to meet people for the first time. We're already talking. And I feel really hopeful, Jeff. I do. I think we have to build this trust. And when I came on council, others came on council or came into the city government at the same time and promised to build trust. And it hasn't happened. In fact, the antithesis of that
1: has taken place we're talking with salem uh, city councilor julie hoy go to her website okay which is julie4salem.com julie4salem.com friends you need to help her and and i mean this sincerely you need to help her knock on doors you need to get a lawn sign and, and put it up in your yard because the entire city gets to vote for her being mayor now. So that means all of you mm-hmm. that are within the sound of my just not her ward, but the entire city now, okay? Yeah. And this is an election that is happening in May. So time is urgent. And, you know, Julie, we say, we have an old saying that's really true in politics. You can never make up for lost time in a campaign. So there's not a moment to lose, folks. Go to right. com. Make a contribution to her. Get in contact and offer to help. Go door to door, talk to your friends and neighbors. Maybe hold an afternoon coffee or something. Um, you know, it, it, this this is how we get people elected. Julie, what? As you're out talking to people, and I know you've been really busy doing this. And by the way, thanks for showing up last Monday night at the political coffee clatch. What mm-hmm. what are you what are you hearing from from people? I mean, it, it, has it been consistent about? crime and feeling safe and taxes and homelessness or it is is what you're hearing changing
2: it's not changing it's it's more passionate the i think that the i think honestly the tax was the tipping point for a lot of folks and that was a huge uh moment of what is going on here you know and then and then you start to look around and I, I went into a business last, uh, a couple, few weeks ago, actually, to just to get a, a certain thing that I buy from that business downtown. Um, uh-huh. And the door was locked. And I, there was a customer on the other side of the glass saying, you have to have an appointment. And I'm like, what? What? I just want to pick up some foundation. Well... She says she opens the door and she says they can't um, have the door open for business when there's less when there's only one person working because the homeless come in and make problems or break things or half harass customers. And so I left. I said, that's fine. I reached out to my friend who owns the business and she let me know that she can't even have her potted plants outside anymore and hasn't for a long time because of what happens to those potted plants. Now, it took me three weeks to get the product I was after. I had to go and visit a chain store to buy something to get me by for a little bit um, and eventually wow. made it into her store. Wow! Because I let them know I was coming. I mean, that's no way to do business. A, you know, I, how how much longer is she going to be able to handle that? How much business is she losing?
1: She isn't because
2: people couldn't get in the door.
1: That's right. Julie, thank you for joining us. And thanks for a great story. Folks, her website says hope for today and tomorrow. Go to julieforsalem.com. Julie, come and join us again at the Political Coffee Clatch. We'll be there tonight. You're always welcome, you and Roger, to stop in and say hi. We'll always give you a chance to talk or sing like you you did with your beautiful voice. (laughs)
2: That's funny. If I am not meeting tonight, I'd come by. Thanks so much. Okay,
1: very good. julieforsalem.com. She needs your help, folks. Step up. 648, back in a moment.
0: Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff
3: Krupp.
1: Ten minutes till the top of the hour. Freedom, heating, and air, folks. Is a great local company, and they've been here for well over fifty years in the mid valley. And one of the ways that they have, you know, survived the ups and downs of economic cycles, and it happens, is they work really hard at taking care of customers, especially who have emergencies. Now I don't know if you know it, but if you step outside a little on the cold side, because, well, we got this cold front coming down. the The snow is going to hit somewhere around thousand feet, maybe down to 500 feet this evening. Which means we might get some snow and slick roads. So be careful driving around out there. But you know, if your heating system is not keeping up, why don't you just call them today? Say, all right, I'm not going to put up with this anymore because something's going to go wrong right when I need it the most. Call Freedom Heating and Air. You know what they'll do? They'll come out and they'll figure out what's going on with your system and they'll fix it for you. And you'll feel a lot better. 503-580-1456, 580-1456, 503-580-1456, 580-1456, freedomheatingandair.net. Freedom, um. Doug writes, Oregon teachers must conform to what countries thrive or we all die. Is intelligence proof against authority? As we have seen so much of late, no. I used to think intelligence was proof against authority. Submission to the authoritarian penchant is a function of the self-regard and status-seeking of the smart. it seems like everyone around you is agreeing with the communist pedophile mafia, could he be referring to our education system? Hmm. I'm just musing here. He continues. The pressure to conform even when you know it's wrong becomes the dominant social force. If you can be made to believe absurdities, you can be made to commit atrocities. It is easy to co-opt the intelligent because they fear being wrong alone far more than they prize being right. That's why we call it the public fool system. Yikes. Kind of hard to disagree with a profound statement that he made there. If you can be made to believe absurdities, you can be made to commit atrocities. You know, like blaming everything on Bush, like Obama did. Justifying him, you know, doing drone strikes on American citizens, which is unconstitutional, by the way. Or how about the border invasion of 10 million illegal aliens? It's all Trump's fault. Really? Does anybody believe that? But if you do, what else will you do? Or like Hitler said, World War I was all the Jews' faults. Everything wrong in the Aryan society of Nazi Germany was the Jews' fault. Everybody believed it. And they committed atrocities. You can go on and on and on, but Doug's right about that. He's wrong about a bunch of other things, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. The Koch Network, which I used to work for, Americans for Prosperity, has decided they're going to withdraw their financial support for Nikki Haley. Well, duh. I'm glad they figured it out. After spending, I don't know, a couple of hundred million dollars. Trump beat her handily. And who didn't see that coming, hmm? By the way, tomorrow night is the Michigan primary. We'll see how badly he beats her there. I how long until she drops out. By the way, there's a great story. The Hermit of Loreto. Have you guys heard about the Hermit of Loreto? And Gary, hang on, I'm going to get to you in a second because I know you want to comment on the State Board of Forestry <laughs> getting an earful from county commissioners. Have any of you heard of the Hermit of Loreto? Well, it was a real dude. And in 1985, the Hermit of Loreto had a premonition that President Donald Trump would lead America back to God. What? In 85? Yeah, there's a video here of Father Giacombo Capo And you can watch it. It's a Gateway Pundit story. I'll have it on the show. But it shares an amazing premonition that the Hermit of Loreto had, which is the Hermit of Loreto was the author of the Pieta prayer book. I don't know any of this stuff. I'm not Catholic. At the site of the Holy House of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Anyway, this father shares a story that he heard from the Hermit of Loreto back in the 1980s about Donald J. Trump. You can watch the video for yourself. Becoming president and leading America back to God. A very unlikely person, kind of like Moses, kind of like the Apostle Paul, King David. All of them were murderers. And God used them through redemption to lead people back to God. It's, it's amazing. Truly amazing. Let's go to Gary. Go Biebs, Gary. Hey, Jeff.
3: Go Ducks. Yes, uh, this newsletter, you get a lot of information from all sorts of places. But the uh, forestry board is going to make their recommendation next Thursday uh, March seventh uh, for the uh, forestry, the habitat conservation plan, uh, which they've got two choices: bad and worse. Uh, the worse is the plan that the federal government has come up, which is basically shutting down the forest for seventy years. The other one is uh, shutting it down for seventy years with a few extra acres for the forest service uh, for the lumber industry. But we did get the Sierra Club. Uh, To admit that this has nothing to do with the spotted owl, this has nothing to do with the salmon, this has nothing to do with the forests. It has to do with closing down the lumber industry. They don't like it and they don't think it should exist, and they need to, their whole goal in this uh, plan is to close the lumber industry. And you're next.
1: Yeah, farming is next, absolutely. They want to take us down because, you know, everything we're doing to feed people around the world is bad for the environment. So people should just starve to death, which, gee, isn't that what Bill Gates wants?
3: They decide They decide who is a virtuous industry and who is an evil industry. And if you're on their evil industry uh, name, like the, the uh, oil industry or the coal industry or the lumber industry, you do not have a right to exist in their world, and you need to be destroyed. And that is exactly what this forestry plan is all about.
1: Sadly, you are quite correct. Gary, thank you. Go Beavs. Go Tonight is political coffee class, folks, 6 p.m., 6 to 8 at Sparky's Brew House on Mission Street, 23rd, right behind. Rich, sorry I didn't get to your email uh, today. And uh, and Linda, I, I didn't get to yours either. My my bad, or Julie for that matter, regarding tolling tonight, folks. We've got a powerful presentation about tolling and the ODOT scam behind it, and it is bad. You need to see it. Join us tonight at Political Coffee Clatch to watch this powerful powerful parking through House, six PM. See you then.